0: Hockey fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild with me, your buddy, Paladino Joey? Yup, I'm finally back. Brave the Wild is finally back. Episode number 21 of Brave the Wild. Today is Wednesday, August the 26th, 2009. It has been over two months since Brave the Wild had its most recent show. And today, well, we're catching up. It'll be part one of a two-part series of catching up. So episode number 22 will be catching up part two, basically. Uh, First and foremost, though, uh, the schedule got in the way for Brave the Wild. And, of course, the other two shows got in the way with lots going on. Um, I apologize. I was also trying to land Neil Nate Dog Thiesing. As you noticed, he will not be joining this episode, but he will very likely be joining episode number two. I needed to at least get (laughs) part of this up and that way also the uh, overall catching up won't be a big, long, hour-long show. Those will be more split up, and things will be a little bit more uh, feasible here. So again, Brave the Wild is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you for listening. I appreciate it very much. We would like you to sign up to the message boards on thesportstuff.com. On the the right-hand corner of thesportstuff.com, there's a button that says TSS Boards. Simply click on that. That is how you can sign up to the message boards and interact with me and other members of the website. You can vote on polls, you can talk hockey, you can talk any sport you want on there. You can even talk video games or any other random item. So It's 100% free and 100% fun. Also, a couple other things to get to. You may notice that the uh, sound quality, from my voice anyway, is significantly different, significantly better right now. That is because I invested into a a new microphone, a more radio-friendly microphone for this show. So I hope you're enjoying the higher quality sound to make Brave the Wild better for you, the listener. More comfortable, a little less treble sound, I guess you could call it. So uh, absolutely fantastic. So yeah, you get the idea. The next show will probably host Neil Nate Dog thesing, but I had to get something up here. And of Because there's so much to catch up to. And uh, regardless if Neil is able to join in part two or not, got to get tonight up and uh, got to get some of this covered. You can't just let it get too stale before, <laughs> before training camp starts. That would be kind of strange to be talking about the signing of Martin Havlat and all that good stuff. So uh, one final item I'll get into uh, later in the show. So with no further ado, we're going to take a quick break. And we will be back right... After this announcement. Here on thesportstuff.com, get on board the Vikings ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com, along with iTunes and MediaFly, Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. Here on thesportstuff.com, the new fast-breaking Wolves are bursting on the scene with Timberwolves Explosion. Hear about this exciting new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, Johnny Flynn, and new coach Kurt Rambis. Check us out on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes, where we cover the Wolves like nobody else. Show your true blue, download and listen to this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. And we are back here on Brave the Wild, episode number 21. A reminder for iPod users... You will notice that the uh, Timberwolves Explosion commercial is new and the, uh, the new microphone is integrated into that one. Expect new ads for Purple Mafia and Brave the Wild to have the microphone in the not-too-distant future. So that way we are upgrading the sound quality on everything related to the shows I do. Paladino Live Productions, you can call it. Oh, and of course, always related to the thesportstuff.com. Also, do check out minnesota.nhlfansite.com, minnesota.nhlfansite.com. Nice enough to put a link to Brave the Wild. We do appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. And let's get started after catching up today. Uh, first and foremost, new coach Todd Richards. Uh, we already talked about that in episode number 20. Uh, Mike Ramsey will be kept on as an assistant, but Dave Barr replaces Mario Tremblay. So that's pretty much the way things go there. Dave Barr was long expected to be Um, One of the assistants, uh, Mike Ramsey, was always a big question mark and uh, glad to have him back. So you have two Minnesotans on as your assistant. So that is definitely good. So that's taken care of for that bit of information. Well, there was an NHL draft. (laughs) There was an NHL draft a while ago. And I'll be honest, I don't know many of the players. The first Two picks, though, Nick Letty and Matthew Hackett. Well, there's a little bit of interest there, absolutely. Especially the first one is Nick Letty, a stud from Eden Prairie. A stud defenseman with the Minnesota Wild Hope can bring a nice power play quarterback in the years to come. And, of course, just an overall great defenseman as well, Nick Letty, a uh, player of the Wild really do like. They actually traded down. They did not take Jordan Schrader. With that 12th pick, they traded down to 16 and got Nick Letty. Jordan Strader was there again, but Nick Letty was the guy all along. So nice, savvy move by new general manager Chuck Fletcher. Absolutely cool. Adding more draft picks, a couple fourth rounds and sixth rounds. So got it like that indeed there. The Wild also acquired Kyle Brodziak from Edmonton for a 6th round, and acquired a 4th round, and acquired, uh, acquired 4 4th and 5th rounders. So there goes a couple draft picks again. Wild needed some depth at center and got him from Edmonton. Of course, Kyle Brozniak at the time was uh, arbitration eligible, so he wasn't a member of the team just yet. We'll get further into him in a little bit here. Matthew Hackett is the nephew of former goaltender for the Chicago Blackhawks and others, Jeff Hackett. So there's a potential goalie of the future again there. Hopefully, the Wild Hope, he can be something later on as the years go by. That is the good part. So that pretty much concludes my draft coverage. I mean, I don't know a super-duper amount about the guys afterwards. we will just name their names at this point in time. Christopher Foucault, a left wing from Calgary. Falstrom and Sch- so, excuse me, Falstrom from Minnesota, so that's good, right wing, Darcy Kempler, a goalie, another goalie, that one is from Red Deer, Yari Salonen, excuse me, who can play either wing, he's he's from the Finnish Juniors, Blues Junior, so that's good, Eric Halla, also from <laughs> Minnesota, St. Mary's High School in Minnesota, so, Shattuck St. Mary's, Two Minnesotans coming in there, and again, I'll admit, I'm really sorry. I don't know very much about them. I'm more of a pro hockey guy than a high school hockey guy. That's just how it's going to go, and I apologize. Anthony Hamburg, a center from the Dallas Midget Stars from Texas AAA, was the final pick for the Minnesota Wild. Those are both, I mean, Halla and Hamburg were both seventh-round picks for the Minnesota Wild. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know everything about them. We'll just have to wait and see how things go. So before I get into the uh, the major free agent talk, well, first it'll be the small free agent, but ma- you know, <laughs> also uh, Jim Mill, Jim Mill, excuse me, is the new assistant general manager, or at least one new assistant general manager. As the Wild hired two of them, uh, Jim Mill will be the actual, ultimately will be the GM of the Houston Aeros. So that will be his main role. Brent Flar later added to be the assistant GM of the Wild on the NHL side of things. And that meant um, Tom Lynn no longer assistant general manager for the Minnesota Wild. I believe I covered that in episode 20. And if not, well, he is no longer an assistant general manager for the Minnesota Wild. That was kind of a misunderstanding going on between Chuck Fletcher and... uh, Tom Lin earlier on, Tom Lin expected to be kept on and he wasn't. So there you go. What was your favorite Dan Fritchie moment or Peter Olechi? O- o- Neither one of them will be returning for the Minnesota Wild as they were not uh their contracts were not tendered and they are not going to be with the Minnesota Wild any longer. So with the boring free agency out of the way at least with those two, that's kind of a boring free agent thing Fritchie and Olevsky o- o- or excuse me Olechi. Neither one of them really all that great. Like Fritzy had a slight run going on. Olechi, well, never really much of anything, to be honest. He was very unproductive for the wild, I thought, last year. So now we get into, you could say, the main topic of the show today. We're going to also get into it with Neil, Nate Dog Thiesing, if he's available in part two, because you have more of an interaction with two people, but I'm going to get into it now as well. You just have to. Uh, I listened to episode number one of Brave the Wild, which, by the way, turned one year old on the 23rd of August this year. It is the 26th. It's the 26th only because it's about 1230 in the morning right now, so I'm burning the midnight oil. It seems like Brave the Wild is the burning the midnight oil show for for me. seems to be this is the one I always do late at night for whatever reason. Um, and uh, on episode number one, because I mean I have to mention this I talked about how Marion Gabrick will either sign uh, or get traded I mean there's no way the Minnesota Wild let Marion Gabrick walk there's just no way in hell and uh, (laughs) of course we learned otherwise around January last year when he was injured and how the Minnesota Wild could never trade Marion Gabrick when they were sort of trying they were too busy trying to sign him and how they waited so long to even start talking to him I mean they, the Minnesota Wild hadn't even talked to Marion Gabrick a year ago at this point in time, late in the summer. And, uh, yeah, just more and more reason why Doug Risebrough is no longer general manager of the Minnesota Wild. I mean, I ripped into him quite a bit on State of the Wild. That was episode 19. Um, <laughs> I mean, what what more can I say, folks? What more can I say about general manager Doug Risebrough? I mean, there's no way in hell Marion Gabrick is just going to walk in free agency He did walk in free agency, yeah, and the best part of it is, now I know I didn't mention this either, Marion Gabrick, I just started to get into Twitter a teeny bit, I Twittered Marion Gabrick, asked him how he was doing, like mentioned Twitter, whatever, asked him how he was doing, how was New York turning out, he was nice enough, and I hope this is the real Marion Gabrick, and I think it is. He Twittered back to me, folks. Marion Gabrick Twittered back to me. He said things are going good, looking at houses and stuff, and thank you for being so loyal to me all these years. So that was cool for uh, Marion Gabrick to do that. That showed something. I mean, he saw other posts that he was bragging about he's driving a Ferrari and asking if fans are jealous or people are jealous. Whatever. That's just typical celebrity on Twitter. That's just how they roll, basically. Um... So I'm gonna have a little bit softer spot for him just because I thought that was really neat of him to twitter me back. But overall, the New York Rangers are perfect for Marion Gabrick. And um you can guess why. You can guess why. What have the New York, What have the New York Rangers done in the last fifteen years or so? They've signed big name free agents and accomplished very little for the most part. Signed the Eric Lindroses, signed the uh <laughs> the Armory Yawgers, and so many others. I mean just countless others. Big name guys who are a little bit older. Gabrick luckily isn't that old for his sake, but always that high that more high maintenance superstar type of team that doesn't really accomplish much. They just spend and spend and spend. Luckily with the salary cap now, it might now you know, they might not be able to just sign whoever quite as easily. But they did take Marion Gabrick. And the other funny part is how Mary, uh, Gabby did put in five goals against the New York Rangers. He did have that psychotically amazing game about two years ago, or a year and a half ago. That was just so fun. So fun. I wish he was, uh, I mean, I wish, I wish, I, could, I personally wish we could have kept Marion Gabryk, because as I said in episode one, Marion gabrick is the elect man. As the, uh, the uh, ending song on Brave the Wild is a remix for Elect Man, a character in Mega Man 1. And how the Minnesota Wild do play in the XL Energy Center, and that, of course, is the major elect- uh, electricity company in this town and in several other towns in the United States. Uh, but Gabby's Elect Man. He just is because he electrifies the crowd, and uh, every time he touches the puck, everybody's got to say, uh-oh. Let's let's keep an eye on Marion Gabrick here. He could he could put one in easily. He's, he could just explode on a break and put it in. The, the Wild will not have that kind of player next year. As I now slide into the uh, Marion Gabrick's replacement, who luckily we got a matter of hours later on July 1st, Martin Havlett, former Chicago Blackhawk. Martin Havlett is the new Minnesota Wild, uh, I guess, franchise player. Now, he's going to have to wear the number 14 instead of the number uh, 24. Havlett was, of course, 24 with the Chicago Blackhawks, who uh, played pretty darn good in the postseason last year, by the way, the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Derek Bugard said he's going to have to basically fight me for the number. So uh, Havlett is wearing number 14. End of conversation, right? End of conversation for that. Uh, Havlet was also a first-round pick a year before Miriam Gaverick. They're both from Czechoslovakia. And uh, Havlett went in the first round 26th overall by the Ottawa Senators in 1999. So that's the deal there. But as you look at Martin Havlet's career numbers, um, well, he's also had injury history the last four years, especially. He's never played 80 games until last season. He had he played 73 games back in in, oh, in 2001. Both Gabrick and Havlot actually having fairly similar numbers, actually, when you think about it in that first year. 42 points for Havlot. I remember Gabrick had about 36, if my memory serves correctly. And, yeah, my memory serves correctly. So um, he spent his first five years with the Ottawa Senators, didn't have major injuries, but missed about uh, 12 games a year or so. 42 points is rookie year, 50 points his second year, 59 third year, 68 is fourth year. So you're seeing a steady uptrend. That's very good. But then um, major injury issues in his, in his fifth year. Only played 18 games. Did amass 16 points in those 18 games. So was productive in that limited time on ice. As I try not to cough, it seems like I'm always coughing. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Um, Then eventually wound up with the Chicago Blackhawks. Only played 56 games, but did get 57 points. Um, So it's just nonstop injuries. The next year, with the Blackhawks again, only 35 games, 27 points. It's like, do you see a trend here? It's kind of like Gabrick. You know, same type of injury issues as Gabrick. Until last season, when Martin Havlat played 81 games, had 29 goals, 48 assists, good for, thir- oh, excuse me, 77 points. Um, his career high in goals is 31. Marion Gabryk's is 42. That's something also you got to look at, folks. Martin Havlat will not bring the explosiveness that Marion Gabryk did. But the biggest key, the biggest upgrade when you have uh, from Gabryk to Havlat is the attitude. We don't really know how long Marion Gabryk really even wanted to be here or how much he really wanted to be here. He had never been an unrestricted free agent until this year, because in hockey you have to be a certain age, you have to be in the league a certain amount of time to be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, (laughs) He had all that holdout deal after that great playoff run. Gabrick holds out. That was bullcrap. That was absolute bullcrap. Havlat chose to come to the Minnesota Wild. Not only a select number of teams had salary cap space, but he chose to come here against other, you know, fairly solid teams that were after him. So I'm very positive on that angle. But mm, a relatively similar injury history is a little bit frustrating, and the fact he's not as explosive is also frustrating. Um, though the Wild, Martin Havlat, not as expensive as Marion Gabrick. They save about a million and a half a year, Havlatt versus Gabrick. Gabrick signed for 7.5 a year, Havlatt about 6.5. So that's the good part there a little bit smarter spending and of course as i said about four or five times havlat chose to come to the minnesota wild so very exciting there chicago blackhawks by the way made havlat expendable when Marion hosa signed a 10 year deal with the chicago blackhawks why they would sign havlat uh, excuse me hosa to a 10 year deal when he's about 30 years old i'm not sure one of the mysteries of the universe Yes, the Blackhawks made it to the conference finals last year, but <laughs> ten-year deal with a guy who's uh, uh, right around thirty years old. Hmm. You're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to come back to me on that one. I'm not really sure I understand the logic there with that. Um, okay, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I'm gonna briefly get into this next topic. Probably get a little deeper into it. In, in uh, part two, the Minnesota Wild are pursuing Alex Tenge, who is a former Colorado Avalanche. Alex Tenge has had a pretty darn good career overall. Again, uh, um, he's, he's had an 81-point year and a 78-point year. That was about three or four years ago there, 79-point year right before that. I mean, he's had a... Very productive career in the NHL. Alex Tenge, a lot of Wild fans will remember him from the, uh, you know, all those great games against the Colorado Avalanche in the postseason and also, you know, just in the regular season in general. He was a 12th overall pick by the Avalanche in, oh, in 98, excuse me, played three years ago in Calgary, two years ago in Calgary, and 50 games for the Montreal Canadiens last year, amassing 41 points. Didn't even realize Alex Tenge was still available. A lot of us just like, okay, what the heck happened there? Still available. And his agent reporting that Alex Tenge very much on the Minnesota Wild, or the Minnesota Wild are very much on the agent and Tenge's uh, radar. So that is a very exciting thought there. Minnesota Wild need an Alex Tenge. Uh, There's also talk though, because of the celery cap situation, the Wild would then have to trade somebody to uh, make room for Tenge. So We'll just have to wait and see how things go there. I'd love to see Kim Janssen be the guy leaving at this point in time. I mean, he, yeah. Who knows? Maybe it'll end up being Bouchard. Who knows? Tenge, uh, yeah, he's going to be a more productive player for the Wild than Bouchard, in my opinion. I like Bouchard a lot, but um, Tenge, I think, is a more just a, more, a better fit overall, in general. We'll just have to wait and see how things go there, though. But the guy clearly legit. One thing, though, never has been a 30-goal scorer. He's kind of like another Havlat, really. A guy who'll get about 25 to 29 goals, maybe to about right, right around 30, but he'll get a lot of assists. He'll get about 50 assists, so that's good. 40, 50 assists here. Good stuff there. Wouldn't be bad having a Tenge, Havlat, you know, Tenge and left wing, Havlat, right wing, and Koivu as your top line. That would be pretty exciting. Uh, speaking of Koivus, We'll get into that little drama here real quick. We'll probably talk a little more about that in Part 2 again. You know, there'll be a little interaction with some of the similar stuff with uh, Neil. Other things I won't even get into with Neil. Um, Miku Koivu took us on a drama ride. Very Brett Favre-like. Unfortunately, the ending, not quite as happy. As Saku Koivu put us through about two weeks, he was just about to sign with the Wild, and then it's just, okay, we're still waiting on this one. And, um... Never did sign with the Wild, one up with the Anaheim Mighty Ducks about two weeks after he was, uh, you know, expected to sign somewhere and preferably here. It looked like we were the, the winners in that category. Never happened. Um, talked about basically the, the comfort level playing with his brother, both of them being captains of their teams for uh, multiple years, basically. Miko Koivu and, of course, Saku Koivu. It'd be kind of an uncomfortable situation being Soccer was eight years older and might have to be an alternate captain instead of top captain with the Wild. Um, yeah, a lot of people think that's silly and a lot of BS. Being the number two center for the Wild could have been really interesting. So, Saka Koivu, not with the Wild. He goes to one of our arch rivals and most hated teams in the NHL, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. That sucks very much. But the good part was it was a one-year deal. Uh, Teemu Solani's final season with the Anaheim Ducks. He is playing his final season in the NHL, so maybe they're going to try to make a run there, those two together. So that's the end of that, basically. Um, One other quick note before I get into the final thing to talk about today. The Wild do add Wade Dublowitz. Dublowitz, who is a former uh, Denver Pioneer, and yes, I do watch WCHA Hockey, he was on the Denver Pioneers and an outstanding college goalie at the time. That was the year um, that I remember him mostly was when the Minnesota Gophers went on to win the national championship in '02. Uh, Wade Dublowitz stood in the way of the Wild winning a WCA, winning the WCHA tournament that year. And uh, interestingly enough, though he didn't really emerge until late in his college career, so Mr. Dublowitz was never drafted in the NHL. He's had a fairly quiet career, unfortunately, for his sake. Nothing really much overall. But in the limited playing time, he's been all right, to be honest. In 40 NHL games overall, 29 of them starts. Dublowitz is 17 and 15. With a goals against average of 2.64. Not bad. No shutouts, though, but a save percentage of 91.6. So the numbers are there that's the good part. Overall, the wins and losses aren't really there, and he kind of struggled a little in his limited time with the, uh, very limited time with the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, but he did do fairly well with the, uh, New York Islanders about two years ago, 07, 08 year. 20 games overall, 17 games started, 9 and 9, with a pretty bad team and a 2.7 goals against average, and a save percentage about 92 percent. So, uh, uh, nah. He, he's alright. He's about 30 years old. He'll be a steady veteran possibility. He's like a third goalie, potentially. Uh, Josh Harding was inked to a one-year deal. And there's still a strong possibility he will be traded. So Dublowitz, basically he is insurance. Wade, Wade is. Mr. Dublowitz is insurance in case the Wild are to trade Josh Harding. Um, no, Not really likely to become a starting goalie for the Minnesota Wild. Neither one of them, of course. Harding would probably like to be traded and have a shot at a number one job in another team in the National Hockey League. So that is how things are going to stand there. Kyle Brodziak, I'm not going to get into him with uh, Neil Thiesing, so I'll get into him now. Not all that exciting. Luckily, though, he has some time to improve. That's the good part. Interestingly, he was born in St. Paul, Alberta. Not St. Paul, Minnesota, St. Paul, Alberta. So... Interesting. Same Providence of course as Calgary, Alberta. Oh goody. He was a seventh round pick by the Edmonton Oilers in O three. Just he's an okay solid player, you know. I hmm he's only played three years in the NHL. uh, only six games and got one goal three years ago. Two years ago played eighty games. 14 goals, 17 assists, good for 31 points, and last year in 79 games had 11 goals, 16 assists, good for 27 points. Mostly just a depth type of move. Nothing really exciting there. Uh, no reason to really get any further into him other than he's, you know, he's known to be a solid face-off guy. That's the good part. As, remember last year, almost every show, I talked about how the Wild got beat in the face-off category. Once in a Blue Moon, we would win in the face-off category, but not much. So, uh, uh, to me, he's just another Mark Schwenar, you know. Oh, goody. Remember Mark Schwenar? Mm. Didn't really excite anybody in this town, and I don't expect anything different from this guy. I just don't. Lottie freaking da. So that's the end of that talk. We're going to close today with the Minnesota Wild. Now, I didn't even know they were going to have a third jersey until about a week ago when I found it, you know, that information when I was digging around for stuff to talk about here on this show. Because I want, I want to talk about stuff other than just the players, you know, in in anything, you know, anything of interest. The Wild will be unveiling a third jersey on the thirtieth of August at the State Fair. That is, of course, this Sunday. But aesthetics.info, aesthetics.info leaked the third jersey, and uh, as expected, now I personally expected this all along. Because it, common sense really comes into this. I'm not smart. It's common sense. I mean, sure, I'm hopefully somewhat smart, but <laughs> it's not why I figured this out. That thought the jersey would be green. You know, they got rid of the green jersey, if you, the uh, original green jersey, for whatever stupid reason. To date, I don't know why they did. It actually was pretty cool with a nice wild logo. The classic bear or fox or badger, whatever it is. You know, it could be any of them, as they like to say. Logo right on the chest. Circle logos on the shoulders and blah blah blah. You know what it looked like. They got rid of it already. So unfortunately, it's a collector's item in the closet right now. That that particular one. Uh, and they replaced it with um, well, that classic forest green. <sighs> hmm. It just says Minnesota. It kind of looks like twins almost. You know, like the twins. The twins logo when it was in uh, cursive, except a little bit thinner font, not as bold. How it, Yeah, it's says Minnesota kind of with a angle. You know, the M at the bottom and kind of angling upward. I'm looking at it right now. Brett, Brett Burns, as they called him in the Star Tribune. Too much Brett Favre mania. I think they got Brett Favre on the brain in this town beyond belief. Brett Burns. <laughs> Why don't they make him number four, too, while they're at it? I mean, come on now. <laughs> I love Brett Favre, too, and I'm pumped. But sheesh, you guys. You guys are stupid. No, okay, I'm sorry. But yeah. It says Minnesota, in cursive as I mentioned. The A does the line underneath the word Minnesota, just how Twins, you know, Twins jerseys do that. And uh, it says Wild in that line, in red. It's just kind of a small little print in red. It angles from the right up to the left. So that's basically how that whole jersey looks. Um, pretty plain looking, to be honest with you. They also kept the uh the laces, how there are laces up in the top of the vest area on the red jerseys. We're going to have that on our green jerseys as well. So there's gonna be laces and both of the home jerseys for the minute it's a little wild now. So um now that we have two home jerseys again, uh there is a white bar, a big white bar and a thin white bar in between uh, the green again on the uh the edges of the jersey or at least the bottom of the jersey and then the elbow areas, which is kind of typical for hockey. You're going to get bars around those areas. Um, it's kind of—it's not necessarily white. It's actually wheat. It's kind of that wheat color. All the wild have wheat, gold, white, red, and green. Not to confuse you too much, but yeah, it is, it is more of the wheat color. It's not really white. It's wheat. And there's also a uh, line up in the top area, the shoulder area, a line going around both shoulders, and of course the numbers are in the shoulder area and the back. Uh, It's nothing very exciting to me. It's kind of plain looking, but I'm glad that the Minnesota Wild do have green back with their jerseys. I mean, it's the main color for the Minnesota Wild to me is green. It's not red, it's green. So, um, and Minnesota NHL hockey has always been green with the Minnesota North Stars until they got those infamous black jerseys that eventually we found out were a secret shadow plan to turn them into the Dallas Stars by the evil Norm Greed. So uh, it's it's nice to have Green back, green jerseys back, not Norm Green back. <laughs> but uh, it, it's not that exciting. So some of you out there that are wondering what it may look like, it's not all that exciting. And we'll get into it a little more with Neil. We'll hear his opinion you're hearing mine right now. I'll brief. Mine will be just brief, like basically what I said, except much briefer on uh, part two. We'll hear Neil's thoughts on it if and when I can have him on. So, And if I can't, I can't. So we're going to conclude the show at this point in time with the unveiling of the third jersey. I'm going to put a poll up after the second show about the wild jersey. I don't really want to do that tonight, so uh, we'll ask about how you feel about it. So do look for the poll on there in the not-too-distant future. But before I go, I would like to encourage you to call into our phone lines. I've never been able to mention phone lines here on Brave the Wild in the past, but we have them now on thesportstuff.com. The number is 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. And, of course, the 7877 spells out, Or at least the 877 spells out TSS. So uh, do call that number. It is a voicemail. Treat it as such. Mention you were calling in for Brave the Wild. State your comment, question, shout out, whatever it is. Keep it about a minute long. And uh, it'll be played on air. And you'll be a part of things on air. You'll be talking to me. It'll be terrific. And uh, yeah, well, I'll leave my opinion and response to that on air as is. Also do leave me an email, paladino live at yahoo.com, paladino live at yahoo.com. Also if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash paladino live. Twitter.com forward slash Paladino Live. Like to hear from you whenever you like. Do follow my Twitter. It'd be nice. You don't have to, but it'd be great. So with no further ado, we're gonna call it a night. I better get to bed, and we'll be we'll have part two up in the next week or so. Take care, wild fans. <laughs>